and welcome to another episode of Lex Education, the comedy science podcast where comedian me, Laura Lex, tries to learn science from her normal brother, Ron. Hello, I'm Ron. Hi, Ron. You're so normal. I'm very normal. Um, same room episode. Same room episode. Attic record. Sat so close to each <laughs> other. so warm. In it is. Do you want to open a window? Yes. Yeah, okay. You are, we're sharing headphones because it's a special episode today. It's our first ever guest episode. We've never had a guest before. We're not going to top this, so we'll probably not have another one. <laughs> I imagine he's excited to be here too. This will probably be the most exciting science project he's ever been involved in. Um, we would love to introduce your ears, our substitute teacher for the day. It's none other. I don't know how he's here. It's Dara O'Brien. Hello, everybody. How are you? The, uh, it's a, am I really the first guest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Do you want me to get you some guests? I'll put a call around uh, and you'll have... You'll be like David Attenborough tapping in the glass, going, uh, oh, hello, what is this? The uh, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, yeah. I was once threatened by David Attenborough. This is my favourite nerdy story of all time. Uh, I was once threatened by David Attenborough. What? The, uh, well, it was a, I'd, I'd With a what? Like I'd, a wildebeest? I've written, written a kid's book about science and it, and it, it mentioned animals in, in passing. I'm standing waiting to do an interview about it in the, like pre-Christmas in that there's a part of Radio 2 where you wait before you do all the shows uh, and... David Attenborough came in. He was obviously on after me or on a different show or whatever. And I sat down. I've met him a couple of times. And I said, David, how are you? Chat, chat. And then I said, David, I should tell you this. I've, uh, I've, I've written a book and I do mention animals in the book. And David Attenborough <laughs> leaned in and went, you get space. I get space. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've taken I've taken to be totally that he's, he meant that totally like I say hey back off this is my this is my world so um, yeah, you, don't step, you don't step in on animals without really putting the time in so uh, yeah so that was do you stand yeah. a bit taller that day like David Atten was a little bit threatened by me like, I <laughs> yeah it was just you know I, I did bants with, with Attenborough you know what I mean with the, uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, so I was, it was it was a lovely so look I'm, I'm deeply flattered um, to have uh, been invited to you be should, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be at all you should be so depressed that you're here you should, you should be so honestly it's lovely to you know I, I did nothing I like more of an evening uh, than, than, <laughs> than talking about science but the uh, I'm also aware of your general antipathy towards the you know the, the beautiful science the beautiful science of this physics that you just don't you're not going for it you're not going for it all are you I think it's stupid I think it's <laughs> very much giving maths sums to things that were happening anyway that we've we've just been covering scalars and vectors and ron assures me it's the basis of how everything works A, a friend of mine actually texted me a quote from this week's episode it's just useless it's intellectualism for the sake of it is your description of physics <laughs> because we had to work out how long it took me to do a journey i didn't do yeah. Have you never had a hypothetical comedy routine? Have you never, have you ever spoken about Yeah, but about that's that? got a purpose. That makes people laugh. This was just sad. It's, all it is is tra- a lot of it's training. A lot of it's training for a, for a thing you will never do. Look, I yeah. get it. A lot of maths, uh, <laughs> for people who don't go on to use it, is like doing star jumps and then wondering where are all the star jumps in adult life. I did so many star <laughs> jumps in school. What? It's amazing. Adult life didn't seem to involve running around a field. But people don't credit because people get get the point of doing star jumps just as a, as a kind of a um as a general health thing so i'm afraid scalars and vectors are just a general health thing your brain despite you has become 
slightly more ripped because you now know there's new scalars and vectors. I think it's curdled. <laughs> it's, it's, it's you know there's new scalars and vectors. You do know the difference that, you know, one is, you know, one is just a number. They're the both other. just numbers, Dara. No, they're both no, just they're numbers. Not, they're really Two both numbers. numbers. They're really not both just numbers, right? The uh, the what is but is a number and an extra bit. The uh, it's like a two dimensional number. The uh, because it has an, another piece of information contained within it. One is just a number. One is just a thing, like whatever. The uh, how tall are you? But the other one is uh, the, know, the other one is how tall would you be if you'd bent over no, no, and no, 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 wandered no, no, no. How, away? How, tall, how, how long are you and in what direction? The uh, the other has a second thing added to it as well. So it's a uh, so. I just so feel like only the one that is where you actually got to. That's the only one that matters. As in, like, are you still on the train journey that you never made that we worked out how long it took you to? Is that so? Well, like you know, if I'm 200 miles away, that that matters. It doesn't matter whether the M40 was a longer journey than the would M1. It, it, yeah, but hang on, it doesn't surely it matters which direction you're 200 away in. Oh, that surely, depends. <laughs> well, like if the gig was. If you were leaving London and the gig was in Woking and you end up in Seven Oaks, the, uh, then the second part of the vector, the direction part of it, is really, really important as well. Not yeah, but then what was just, the other bit that was like, the, that was the journey, even though you went to Woking, sometimes you would, ah, oh, listen. But one was the distance you travelled and one was your displacement from where you started. And I tried to turn it into a fun little story where we got paella on the way. But... <laughs> I, I can kind of see where that was difficult. Here, uh, for example, for example, at some point you're going to talk about orbits, presumably, because this is space, right? You're going to talk about orbits, right? And you know, do you, you understand what an orbit is? The chewing gum. No, not the chewing gum. The thing from which the chewing gum took its name. Ah. That's very important to get with the order of these correct, right? <laughs> However, like this is often tricky, Pluto isn't named after the cartoon dog. The, uh, the, the Pluto is named first. Pluto is, a, is actually is a Greek thing. And it was a 10-year-old girl who won, and she won a five-pound note for coming up with the name of Pluto. They had a public really? competition. Yeah. And so she came up with the name for Pluto. Because they discovered Pluto. They saw it doing its thing, or they saw it reverbing things around it, and found and, and thought we'd look and saw Pluto for the first time. Huge thing, 1930s. So people hadn't discovered anything in about 100 years. Uh, another planet in about 100 years. And so they had a, an international competition, and some girl came up with the name Pluto. But then and it wasn't, one, it isn't a planet now. It's not a. It's not because it turns out it doesn't do enough. It's it's kind what? of so, how, right. This is one of my questions, yeah. and I checked with Ron whether this was a stupid question beforehand. What is a planet, and why isn't the moon a planet? Uh, because um, we just keep the word planet. Obviously, look, they're all big. Lump, they're all big round lumps in space, right? right. So in that regard, they're, 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 you can lump, you can stick them together, right? Uh, what matters is. Um, the, how kind of strong and independent it is is really the, the, what we're talking about here. And the, uh, the, uh, we, we keep planet for things that because if you imagine it all started with with a big cloud of dust, right? All yeah. the, all the things are made by clouds of dust, and what happens is gravity kind of begins to swirl them and 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 swirl them, and these things begin to stick together, and they clump. Clumping is the most important word in astronomy. Clumping, the bits of it just kind of bump together, clumped. Do you see what I mean now about them just making stuff up? You know, can't clumping, just be like you get clumping, clumping, clumping. The single most, if you want to understand astronomy, do you remember when you took a, pe- a poster off a wall and there's bits of blue tack, and you used a big bit of blue tack yeah, to pick yeah. up the smaller bits of blue tack, right? That's that's space. Everything in space is actually <laughs> scrap. 
<laughs> so bits of things clump other bits of them together, right? The, uh, right. Um, usually in the middle of it, there'll be a huge one, which will be a star. The, uh, because that will be, that a star is basically loads of dust uh, and gases, gases basically pulled together, and then they squish, and it gets so big it squishes stuff in the middle, and it forces them together, and that explodes, and it creates all these, and you know, and and it's a series of explosions of things being squished by how big the star is. Okay, we may come back to this. Okay, point is, outside the star, there's still a big disc of of dust. Okay. Big disc of dust, right? And some of that clumps together and it sort of spins because gravity makes it spin. And the and the and the bits of it clump together into little like little regions, little lumps basically. The uh, and they cut they, they clump together into, the, into these little lumps and those become planets. Okay? Because they are, if you think the king of it all is a star in the middle, the lumps that go around that star, they're the planets. They, uh, but we're all just the, dust balls. No, yeah, no. Look, we're lit, we're sitting on one at the moment. Yeah. If you pull enough dust mm. together, hard enough, it turns into. You know, like sometimes when you look ball. under the bed and there's like little dust balls. That's the start of a planet. The, yeah, dust. Well, d- look, dust is a very strange thing. It dust is a lot of definitions. Dust is a weird thing. Dust covers a lot. Dust covers a lot. <laughs> both at home and <laughs> in space, dust is a really nicely vague term for just bits of matter. Essentially, but they're all lying out in the big, and they and they kind of accrete, they clump together, and the ones that the, the ones that go around the sun. Hang on, where did the dust come from? The dust came from first from the, the creation of the universe, uh, Big Bang, threw out loads of stuff, and then stars clump together and they create other elements. They all start with hydrogen. The stars make other elements. This is the. The, yes, that's the face. Stars make all the all the elements bar hydrogen with the covalent bonding. No, 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 no. no. With the no. squishing together, squishing. Fusion. They squish fusion. them into into other. They fuse them by just squishing them together. So hydrogen gets squished in, until it becomes helium. Right. So basically, I didn't know you, you could squish me. Hang on, hang on. See hydrogen. Yeah. One proton in the middle. Helium two. So squishes. Squish. Yeah, that's another way. Like that. This is but my periodic a, table. A, a yeah, exactly. So, so helium the is the sandcastle of stuff. That's what I call it. Yeah. So this helium is slightly bigger than hydrogen. The, it's, it's slightly heavier than hydrogen. It's actually two two things squished together. But with the, but the process of squishing the hydrogen together, there's a little bit extra stuff left over. And it's a kind of complicated process, obviously. But a little bit extra stuff left over, including lots of energy, comes out, and that causes all the heat that, that's happening. But in the center of the sun, even as we speak now, it's a big furnace that basically is squishing hydrogen to make helium. The, uh, and then it starts squishing the helium to make other things, carbon and things like that. And then ah. it squishes those. If it can keep going, if it's big enough to keep going and going and going, it'll squish those to make heavier things. It'll squish those. And eventually a supernova will cause a massive squishiness. Loads of things, big things to squish together and create all the really heavy things, bigger than iron things. So everything is made in stars. Everything I really is- hope that there are some science books out there called like squishing and clumping. Squishing <laughs> the and clumping. Squishing, it's all squishing and clumping. <laughs> yeah, it's grand. It's grand. Uh, squishing won't be one because it's not like you're making small, you're just pushing them together. They, you're basically you're pushing them together. What would be an excellent example of this? Two Rolos. If you wanted to make a super <laughs> Rolo. <laughs> so you just, or two, no, 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 better yet, two Maltese, uh, not Maltesers, let's go for minstrels. They have a hard shell. So yeah. let's presume that there are loads of complex forces that don't want things to be squished together. But you can overcome them by, you can overcome the hard shell of a Malteser by just pressing hard against another Malteser until you push it together. It, it cracks that hard shell and you create super minstrel. Minstrel, sorry, not a Maltese, super minstrel. 
super a, a multitude would complicate things because of a Tony Combe shell. That's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you create a super minstrel, which is basically so. So hydrogen is just a minstrel. And you get another hydrogen. You push them together. You screw them really hard. Or you crack that. You get past the bit where it has crack. The uh, and then you squish them together into being super minstrel, and that's helium. And then you've got a load of super minstrels. And what you do is you push them together as well. And the force is sufficient to crack them together to make other things. And then the other things get squished together and so on. So the process basically builds up um, more and more of the elements. All the elements basically have to be built like that by, by taking mince And they're flapping about the sun. Hmm? Sorry? They're just all flapping about in the sun. Well, the, yeah, they're, 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 the sun is basically a big, a big ball of... So of could hydrogen. you just suddenly, like, boop a bit of lead appears? down down there because basically you need to have a shell you need to have a supernova I think to create lead as far as I'm going now is the point where you, you need a massive amount of force heaviest you can get in yeah. the first and, you, and that force takes big heavy um, elements and smashes them together so it, the, getting all the way up to the top of the chain is quite difficult to do Right. So, so we live in a universe which is a lot of hydrogen and a lot of helium and a lot of carbon, a lot of the simpler, the simpler ones, and then the really, really big ones, gold, whatever. They're in. That's why they're in such rare supply because not that many stars have gone through the different generations or have been big enough to get to the point where we make lots of gold. The uh, so that's the thing. The yeah, the universe is full of diamonds, but it's not full of lots of gold. That's a one way to look at it. The yeah, uh, so but the uh, it's a uh, so you you basically squish them all together to make it. And the act of squishing, the bit where the where the two where the shell of the of the minstrel cracks, right? That bit, that bit where you go, great, I've got them together, right? That bit in that in the actual physics is a massive release of energy, and so that's why it's so hot. And then it releases all these photons of light and they bang, 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 bang around the middle of the sun for like literally a million years until they reach the outside of the sun and then they come out as sun rays. Yeah, so it's got, so that, that action of cracking the two minstrels together, of squishing them together to make a big minstrel, like a bigger, <laughs> a, a bigger element, releases a load of light, basically. So if you imagine, yeah, two minstrels and you push yeah. them together and you, and you push them, push them, push them and then eventually you went over some boundary basically you went click and, and it's squishing together loads of light appears uh, uh, when you do that. So like we saw, when, Yeah, okay. So we saw the heat of the sun. So, and also within the sun then, the sun is a big ball of light just bouncing off all the bits of like ping, 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 ping and slowly, on average it takes a million years to get from the middle of the sun to the edge of the sun where it just goes and, and shoots off into space. It takes eight minutes to get to us and a million years to get from the middle of the sun to the edge of the sun. The yeah. But anyway, so that's always happening in the middle. It's just... That's like that feeling, you know, when you're on a train and they're like, this train will divide and then it takes like 40 minutes to divide, but you're getting <laughs> off at the next stop anyway. So you're like, just, oh yeah, my just God. Move. Yeah. Just build a longer platform. That's that's <laughs> always the situation. Or why can't people just, walk, just why can't people just climb down onto the onto the ground and walk along and then climb back up onto the platform again? Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, that, it's only an eight minute journey. Why is it taking me yeah, a million honestly. years to just to get to the edge of it? Livid, like being at Houston and, when it's busy. They don't say. Oh, by the way, you, this, this house you're looking at, this house, they'll say, look, it's, a wonderful, it's wonderfully located. It's a 23-minute journey to Waterloo. They won't go, but you have to be in the first four carriages. Yeah. <laughs> or you go somewhere else. <laughs> so, 
That warning is never applied. Anyway, so that's what's happening in the middle, right? In the middle of all of our solar systems and in every bright dot you see in the sky, bar a few, most of the bright dots in the sky you see, um, that's it. That's Do you listen to this science-y stuff here? Because this is science now where you say a rule and then you sort of mumble. Oh, no, no, I only oh, say... Except I, for I only everything mean, else. Some of, the bright, some of the bright stuff you see in the sky are planets. The um, if you look up in the sky, dust balls. You'll see, yeah, and we'll get to why cold the dust balls. We got cold, cold dust balls and hot dust balls. Cold. They're not cold. Venus is really hot. Um, <laughs> the, um, so, but you'll you'll also see them. So from Earth, you'll see the other planets, and they'll be also dust in the sky. And people sometimes mistake them for stars. Idiots. Yeah. Is Ooh. is Venus actually green? It's it's no no it's not. Ah, this is yeah. the other problem with science. Is the more you learn about it, the more all the cool stuff isn't real. Venus is incredibly cool. Venus, you just said it was hot. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> boom! Venus has uh, clouds of sulfuric acid raining uh, constantly all the time. Oh, that sounds brilliant. <laughs> we uh, when when the Russians failed in getting to the moon, they shifted their focus to getting to Venus instead, and they landed a series of probes on Venus. And the longest any of them lasted was ninety minutes. Uh, they kept getting through the atmosphere and they'd be hit by sulfuric acid rainstorms and just pfft, dying. And they'd send another one up, like, and then they got, I think the most they ever got out of it was like an hour or 90 minutes before the thing just went, no. This send is it out with one of those golf umbrellas, you know, the yeah, real thick really, ones. Honestly, there's no point. Then, then you're just holding, like that cartoon, I'm just holding an umbrella with just the metal bits. <laughs> uh, so, so it instantly does that, like, whatever. So there, it's really, really, Venus is awful. Venus is a terrible place, the worst place in the, in the, in the solar system. It is. Just so if it's like, but there is actually a ball in the middle of it, is there? There is. Oh, a- yeah, 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 there is for there is for those. There is a debate about the further ones out. Basically, mm-hmm. if you imagine we had this, we had we had a star, and then there was a disc of of stuff, basically um, d- dust. Let's go back to dust. More dust. Dust, dust and gas. But this there is a disc of dust. A disc of dust. Dust and gas. Right. Heavier stuff was contained in, in near the, the middle, and the lighter stuff. Where the star got formed, pushed out the lighter stuff, so it was on the outside. So, another when you look at this at our, our solar system, it's rock, 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 and then it's gas, scissors, gas, paper. Gas. No, there's no scissors or paper. Scissors, paper. No scissors. Dust. Nothing beats rock. <laughs> gas beats rock in many ways, and that's that's not helping in any way. But anyway, heavy stuff is in the middle. So, Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars are all rock planets, and then there's a band of asteroids, basically. And then you get out to... Big, are they small planets, kind of? They're, they're, some of them are, are, are regarded as dwarf planets, yeah. They, uh, because that's the distinction we have. Yeah. Planets are the things that are like, they're big and independent. They do their own thing. They go in a big circle. They clear that circle. That's really important. Um, they're big enough, so they end up being, being regular shaped. You know, the, uh, they're, yeah. As you can see, all the ones you know that, that I've listed there are all regular shaped. They're like they're big, they're ellipsoids, the circles, basically. And so they're all doing that. They're all planets. And then moons are stuff that's stuck to the planet and they just go around the planet. And that's the distinction. They're also like, you know, sometimes there's, there's sometimes like our, our moon is, is, a, is a, a sphere. The, uh, but sometimes there are really uneven things like the ones outside Mars, um, Phoebus and, and Demos are, are weird shaped ones. The, uh, is stuff the, still getting stuck to the moon then? Oh, well, like, I mean, like, if you, there's, the, we have cleared most of the dust out. 
the uh, right. occasionally stuff gets bombarded and, and rocks come in from from outside comets thing on long arcs and they just bump into them as well. The uh, but so the moon's no, not like working on gearing up to being a full planet. It's not going to it, 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 it will never be. What will yeah. happen is uh, slowly the moon. You know, maybe confused. The, the moon is slowly moving further out from us. Oh no! Uh, yeah, I know. I, I love mean, the is, moon. And the moon is cool. The moon is great. I mean, watch my Channel 5 documentary about the moon. The moon um, is <laughs> coming out in a few weeks' time. But the moon is cool. Because of the moon, we have a 24-hour day. We used to have a four-hour day when the planet was formed. Then about, the planet was formed about four and a half billion years ago, right? About 200 million years after that, this is the current theory, something smashed into Earth, right? A big rock smashed into Earth, dislodged a load of stuff, and over time clumped together to become the moon. Oh, no, so the moon used to be part of us, and it's yes. just so, it must be so lonely now, just and hanging now, around on the edge, like, hey, dead. guys, do you miss me? <laughs> it was, and it was also, it's really dead because it was volcanic for a while, but it's not volcanic oh. anymore. I was and probably it was just, actually looking at the Earth and like, thank God I got away. Look what the humans are doing to it. <laughs> I don't well, know, the moon's oh. kind of an abused partner, though, because it kind of just sits out there taking a lot of flack for us. Oh, does it? Hit. Yeah, you know, it's, it's riddled with craters. It, sh- it shielded us from a lot of... From, it wasn't oh, a very environment. It, sh- it took the hit of a load oh. of stuff. Oh, also, I love him even more now. Also, you've got to, if, you, if we're anthropomorphizing moon, you've got to decide which side is the is it the face side facing us that is the is it is the anthropomorphic side, or is it looking out? Because we never see the other side of it, because the moon is damped and it's it would spin like everything else spins. It's damp. It's damped, damped, damped. What it means is basically the moon shifts the water around, pulls the water around the planet. Yeah, okay. I think that's not true, but... It's very, very, very much true. Yeah, it's very... <laughs> I cannot understand how that could... Just gravity. Yeah, but... Okay, imagine, imagine it's static. Imagine it's still. Imagine it's still. You've got a planet, right? Us, okay? You've got a moon. And the moon... Our moon is relatively the biggest moon in the solar system. Yeah, it is. But, but relative to us... There are bigger moons on other planets, but they're bigger planets. But as, so in terms of the effect that the moon has on us is bigger from our moon than any other moon in the solar system. So yeah, our moon punches above its weight. Well done, our moon. Buddha boss. Well done. Congratulations, guys. The, uh, it's well moon monthly. Moon. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, we're very pro moon. But if you imagine the moon is sitting here, right, pulling, because it's gravity, pulling on Earth, right? But why Earth, isn't our gravity pulling it hard? It is equally pulling. That's why it's not flown away. So we're kind of pulling yeah, on each other. Imagine the course. You know? But, <laughs> I'm so stupid sometimes. Yeah, 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 because the water's staying on the planet. You're right, you're in. right. I agree, actually. But the water does get drawn <laughs> to the moon on one side, right? And on the other side, really weirdly, because it's the farthest part away, it moves away from the moon. So it's like, it's sort of like our planet in an extreme form. If you imagine our planet is a circle and the water is like a rugby ball on top of that. It's obviously not that much, it's not that pronounced. This is where you got the idea that the moon was squeezing the earth, um, which was a theory Laura had for some time. There was this, it was this, but Dara's explaining it better, that's all. Basically, and as it moves around, it sloshes the the water around. And and so... so the it's, stuff it, at the back is like, oh, you're too far away. I'm going to go away too. I don't even need fall, you. I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall back because you're, you're pulling me less than, than you're pulling the rest of stuff. Like so, it's, it's oh, end with, no. you end up with two peaks. You end up with a peak on either side of the planet. The God, I think it must less. be awful being the sea. You just, just. I'm not sure if always all over the place. Everything <laughs> is helping <laughs> your physics here. 
<laughs> I can't help it. I just, oh, I, yeah. I, look, I, I get it as, a, as an actual, as a defense mechanism, like you have to personalize <laughs> thing, but uh, the sea is too huge to anthropomorphize. It's too, it's too big and amorphous and it covers, it's like 71% of the, of the, of the, of the surface, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, are you saying the Atlantic and the Pacific, are, are they all one character or are they a series of <laughs> interconnected? Well, I'm hands? worried about them now because, I, like, they're just spending their whole life trailing about after this rock in the sky that, I mean, they, so are we. The has bigger problems than the moon. I know, the orcas, they're up to stuff at the moment, aren't they? <laughs> Imploding billionaires everywhere. Yeah. I would say it isn't trailing, <laughs> it's more reaching for the moon. Then it is trailing around. And actually, okay. really, because the moon is moving independently, it's kind of dragging behind it. Or no, is it, hang on, dragging or is it pulling it along, I think? Anyway, one of the two. Oh, Go so the it. sea is like the moon's comfort blanket. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's a way to put it. But anyway, it's... <laughs> it's just the sea. <laughs> it's like yearning. And, and because of that, it's slowing the moon down, which, which ironically oh. makes the moon move further away. Because of the moon, yeah, you speed. would. You yeah, can't you be it, in a it, constant relationship with someone that's dragging you down. You have to you break can't, away. You can't. You've got to just. You, you, your own, you need your own. And you know, I, I just don't want to say space at this point. You need your own, <laughs> you know, arena. You need your own area just to yourself. So the moon is. The, our moon is slowly moving away from us. It's slowing our day down. As I said, we we had a four-hour day before the moon came along, and now we've got a twenty-four-hour day. The, uh, so that's that's taking us. You know. Wow. Whatever, 4.3 oh, I bet years the Daily Mail had a lot to say about that when there was only a four-hour day. These oh, work-shy <laughs> layabouts copying the Scandi work week with their four-hour days. They, uh, so that's, look, and so that's what, 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 what um, satellites, moons, just kind of hover around something. I mean, okay. it's, it is, I get, I get why it would be confusing because we just hover around the sun. Right, yeah. we're just hovering in the sun. And the sun is part of... Uh, like a galaxy that just spins around a big black hole, a big black hole in the middle of the Milky Way, like the yeah. Uh, so, so we're all spinning around stuff, and then that whole stuff is kind of you know moving. So there's a lot of movement. So we a lot of could be movement. a moon of the sun if we decided to term you, it. You, that you, way. you could name, you could absolutely name it that way, and then we have we have moons of arm of of us. Yeah, yeah. you could entirely say that, and also you can you can then send a satellite up to be a moon of the moon. You know, there is a, you know, you could have a moon of the moon, which is a moon of us, which, and we are a moon of the sun. There's all, it, they're just names for what's happening. What's happening is yeah. fairly clear. I think the naming of it is a bit that's kind of confusing. The, uh, so, the, uh, but yeah, so they, it, it, the satellites got created by extra lumps of stuff and it was just, right. it wasn't close enough, it wasn't close enough basically to get sucked into the planet. So it's, it stayed outside the, just the catch of the planet falling around and around and around. By the way, the reason we started this is because um, you want to know the difference between speed and uh, between scalars and, and and vectors. Yeah. Yeah, do you remember that? That was like yeah. a while ago now. Yeah, I was just but hoping we'd just, just forgotten that bit because that bit's pretend, whereas this is actual things. Here's why, it's, here's why it's important. If you just say the speed of something in space, it means nothing, right? Because, yeah, but if you see the speed in the direction... When you're spinning around something in orbit, you're kind of always avoiding being caught by the planet. Like the, when we send up a rocket, we send it and we shoot at a, at, a, at an exact speed, like seventy and a half thousand uh, miles per hour. So it just it's always falling slightly away from the planet, but never falling towards it. So, so that that's how we keep something in orbit. 
You keep it falling, 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 but never so slowly that it falls back down to earth. It's always just slightly ahead of ahead of earth's pull. It's like surfing a wave that you never quite crashes and you're always kind of doing that, okay? So its speed doesn't change, but its direction endlessly changes. Its, ch- its direction changing all the time in a big round, 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 round. And that's why it's important to be able to have, say, something has both speed and direction. Because it's clearly changing, but just its speed is not changing. Has that in any way helped? You have very much put on a sour <laughs> And which face. one is that? Is that a vector then? That's a vector, because vectors are bigger and better and more important. They have, they have two... Does big, north and east and west still happen in space? Do you still have... No. How do no, you do directions in space? Why are you laughing? Oh, my God, it's incredibly... What, where, would, where would the map point? I don't know. <laughs> well, how do you do... Sp- Directions in space. Well, north, north, and we only do north and east. There, there are. It's all very. They're very complex things. It changes. All, I mean, for for all that's very complex, we can you know call up an app and you can you can tell where every star is. It's all. It's quite mechanical. It's quite clockwork. Um, space in a certain sense that I can I can t- I can tell you exactly what star is exactly in that direction in a thousand years. They, uh, so it all spins around. It's amazing how, how it does it, like whatever. And so on any, uh, you can get an app on your phone and just go, right, well, that's, and, you, and it, it will automatically tell you very easily, are you pointing this way at this time? Yeah, that'll be, that'll be uh, you know, Ursa Major or whatever there. So it's, so it's all quite mechanical. So do you actually navigate by the stars then if you're sending a rocket out? Uh, no, you you, uh, you don't. You don't navigate by the stars, no. The, uh, oh, sorry, sorry, so you mean, no, you don't. But, but... When you send a rocket out, you have to constantly recalculate, constantly recalculate because everything is moving. If you're going to, if you're, you're going to the moon, you're, you're, and what you're actually doing is, you're actually, I don't think this is going to help in any way. <laughs> when you go into, or you don't just, I mean, for example, the, the space, the space thing goes past the ISS. That's the one that goes, that's constantly yeah. going around us. Oh my God, that's goes. my worst nightmare, that thing. Ugh. The size of it or being up there or getting there? Being or, on it. You, Can you imagine just like being in a fucking holiday inn, but with terror at every door? <laughs> with all kinds horrible. Horrible. It'd be all these people talking about science. Yeah. It would be, it's most people's like bucket list, greatest thing they could possibly do in their life. But then, look, that's, <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> anyway, that, uh, that's only 250 miles above us. Really close, the uh, but it's moving. Scalar so quantity. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, well, that's a scalar. That's you know, yep. it's just, you know, it's just it's just a distance. Yeah, that's distance. Was, uh, two and fifty. Yeah, <coughs> but it, so it's it's spinning around, and people are floating around, right? Floating around up there, you know that like they're in microgravity. It's called there's no gravity on them. The uh, and that's not because there's no gravity up there. It's because they're falling. They're in free fall all the time. Yeah, oh. uh, if you got a ladder, a two hundred fifty mile ladder, and climbed up to the two hundred fifty mile ladder and stepped off, you'd not, you'd not there. You'd be, a, you'd fall right back down really, really quickly. The uh, <laughs> it's only because it is. It's like, it's like. Do you know when a lift goes down and for a second you feel lighter? Yeah. Right. If the lift dropped, you would float. You'd hit the ground, obviously. Because but you, for, before you hit the ground and were crumbled, you and the lift would fall at the same speed, so you'd have no weight within the lift. Yeah. So you would be weightless as you fell, okay? 
It's that's free fall. You know, if you jump, if a if a parachute jumps out of a plane in a box, you know, it, it might look like he's just in a room, but they're both falling at the same time, and so you will be weightless within the box. You'll yeah. clearly both be falling, you'll be dragging down, but you'll be weightless within the box. The the International Space Station is falling, all the time falling. So that's why they feel like they're weightless. But there's tons of gravity up there. The, uh, it's good. But they just they're just falling. They're just they're just constantly in a, in a lift that's dropping at full speed down to the ground. But it just misses. It keeps missing. It's on a perfect path to just keep missing the Earth. So it's just falling, 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 falling in a big circle all the time. Oh, it just sounds horrible. Really Would good. you go? Yeah, I'd go in a shot. I'd go. But I'm a I'm a I'm a big. I'm twice the size of most astronauts. They uh, they're all five foot nothing and are they all really like jockeys? They're very much like jockeys. They're drawn from the same gene pool as jockeys. They, uh, so it's a, you know, the, uh, it, it's either one or the other. If you if you if you emerge that size, <laughs> you're giving it to jockeys. Either that yeah. jockeys or cleaning mills in like Dickensian London. Yeah, three yeah. Three options. very small. Yeah, uh, you could go up chimneys. That's it. That's the, the only thing you could do. They, uh, and so in many ways, they're they're in many ways their their potential their lives have improved enormously since Dickensian times. They uh, from you know cleaning mills to jockeys to astronauts. That's quite a journey that the small have had. It's uh, it's huge for us. It's huge. Our community's delighted. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I mean, I'm very, and I'm very proud of them and what they do. But uh, no, it absolutely would go up. Yeah, the uh, it'd be amazing. But the um, but yeah, you, you're just falling all the time, all the time, falling, falling, falling. Ah. Do that sound? That's the F sound you've too. What's your favourite thing in space? Look, the uh, of the many things in space, as <laughs> you put it, like the earth ground. I quite it can like be a type of thing, like a flavour, like, oh, I love suns or whatever. Yeah. No, do you know what? I love, I love nebulae, which are big clouds of gas, the, uh, which are, you, you, which are after they go supernova. So some, some stars, depending on the size of a star, sometimes they explode, go supernova, and they expel all their, their, everything that's in the star, all the stuff they've made, all the heavy things they've made, and they explode them out right, into a big cloud, right? And, that cloud yeah. becomes, and those clouds become nebulae, which become then the place where more stars are built because clumping happens and they, and they create stars. So there's big massive clouds of dust in space that, from which stars are created. They, uh, they're very beautiful. Um, some of them are ones that, that some of the ones that are, are like called planetary nebulae, which are just like a ring of, of you see, you've heard things like the Crab Nebula and things like that, those things mentioned, or, or Orion's Nebula. The, uh, they're these brightly lit sort of Ooh, clouds in space. Oh, which they look, look like really screensavers. That's my favourite exactly. one. Exactly. The they are the most standard, bar fish, you know, yeah. reefs. <laughs> they are your bog standard. Is that light yeah. refracting off them then is that why they get so colourful and beautiful no, no these these are all what happens is uh, they are colourised and there's any, there is energy coming off them but it's because they are they are they are heated they're slightly heated within a, a, a very very dark universe so they're emitting energy some okay. of them if you type in Dumbbell Nebula have you got a thing there that you're looking at Dumbbell Nebula the uh, oh yep. what that is is literally you know the way it's in a circular shape that is the cloud of stuff expelled from an exploding star. So at wow. the heart of it, there's a core to that, and that is the, pff, the outer shell of stuff. And it was in a massive explosion millions of years ago, but it's still slightly hot from that, and it's sending out um, bits of light, and bits of light huh. in different colours. Yeah. So you can actually see that that's what you actually 
stick a camera at that and that's what you'll see. The, uh, so that's that's the that's the round core. There are other ones which are big clouds. So the, the Orion Nebula, for example, if you look at Orion Nebula, that's just a big cloud of stuff. The uh, but it is it has absorbed and is emitting light, showing you know. So it picks up light, it picks up light and it sends out energy. You know that that means that we can see it. So those things are cool, and there's loads of them in space. And those will eventually reclump, right? They can. They, they within those areas, stars will be created. Yeah, I mean, they cover a vast amount of space and stars will be created they, uh, within those because, yeah, the clumping will happen again. They, yeah. So does a, sol- a solar system always starts with the star, the, the solar, the star, the star. and then everything else clumps. is kind clumps. of the extra bits that's left over after it, yeah, absolutely. And there could be more than one star in a system. Sometimes uh, oh. two stars create that and, they, and they kind of, they're close to each other so they end up going around here, like, like in Star Wars. There's a planet that Luke looks out and sees two stars in Tatooine. Actually but fighting. That, that, but that does no, no. They just end up. They end up in a kind of a complex dance around each other, and there are planets that circle one or the other. And then on that planet, you would see two stars, and you might have you might have no night, or you might have bits where they're both on the other side. But you'll see two stars in your sky. There are triple ones as well. They uh, so just there. Uh, I just can't imagine there. understanding this planet well enough to worry about learning about all this as well. It's one because um, that's all right to look around it. But if you look up, there's an amazing amount of information that's come to us. And because of what we've learned from up there, we know better how this works down here. Mm, uh, That's a good point. All right. Yeah. And and actually, the thing is, at some point in our history, in a long way, we'll we'll be long gone. You won't see anything because the universe is expanding. And eventually, stuff will be too far apart and we won't be able to see. No light will come to us. Oh. And we won't be able to learn anything about life on any other on any other sphere. We'll we'll be gone. We'll be we'll be long gone. It'll be really cold. We'll I hope stopped. so. I don't want to survive. It's, that, that's, it's not how it all ends. It all just thins out. All just thins out, and everything just stops. <laughs> it all runs out of energy. So you don't have to do, for example, the Big Bang. You don't do that. What? No, sorry. Say that again. I was really depressed for a second. (laughs) I didn't listen. (laughs) I'm sorry. The heat death in the universe is quite depressing. uh, (laughs) But you don't have to do the Big Bang then at all, do you? Or no, not in the combined one. Um, Oh, you're honestly you're missing some of the better physics because there's some at least there's some poetry to space. A lot of physics, and I will say this. Is actually sounds more like chemistry though. I think so far this has mainly been chemistry. Well, no, because a lot of it's to do with gravity, and and the force that brings all these things together is gravity, and that's Plumping. not a thing that really yeah, features in chemistry. Okay. It doesn't really right. work on a small level. So it's 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 you're talking big scales and and how it all works. Like the uh, chemistry is, is a different thing entirely. But the uh, but. Um, uh, the, it's a pity because this kind of stuff is is the is the poetry. This is a bit the you know there's a lot of stuff that you're doing about springs, I'd imagine, and <sighs> light passing through one medium and the next medium, and that sort of feels a bit like low stakes. Yeah, I would say bollocks. for physics, yeah. yeah, it feels like there's not a lot of very interesting things happening there, and it does feel kind of like no, you're not allowed to play with the real yo-yo until you've <laughs> just learned how to hold the string in your finger and you have to learn how to do the whole string. It feels like a lot of that, like whatever the, uh, you can, you can, yes, you can ride a bicycle once you've done the seven trainer wheel bicycle. You When you've, when you've learned how to, and you show me that you can do stepping on a pedal, right? Or something, you know, Rollable it does down feel these, this course is really not the thing. And the reason people get into this 
is because you read outside the course, is because you read a book at 14 that tells you what the shape of the universe is or and you go, oh my God, and your brain goes, uh, and that happens. And then, because this is not going to turn you into wanting to be a physicist at all. Because no. if I put more weight on the spring, this, if I put twice as much weight in the spring, the spring will go twice as far. How exciting. It doesn't seem like I'm really doing anything amazing here. Just. So, but it is unfortunately just a training. It's, it's like, it's weirdly like this subject exists to train the tiny percentage of people who will carry on all the way, who you can't pick out now who they are, but when they get to the point where you find out who they are, it's really important that back then you taught them all this stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what, what, why did you get into it then? Were you good at maths? Because I had a teacher who went off piste at a point in the Irish education system where there was a gap where we didn't before we did the syllabus and he said, well, why don't I just teach you? And he taught us loads of stuff. He, he actually, he did the sex education classes, which were exciting in a Christian brother school because the headmaster walked in and he'd drawn a penis on the board <laughs> accurately or fallopian tubes or something. And he stood in front of it when the headmaster came in and said, oh, hello. <laughs> yes, we're doing very well, blah, blah, blah. And we were all like... Oh! Because we were really on board with the fact that, oh, God, somebody's actually going to teach us this stuff. And then the headmaster went out and he stood back going, <laughs> that was the level to which we all felt this is a secret uh, meeting that we're having in which somebody will finally explain to us <laughs> what sex is. The uh, But then as well as that, I'm not saying those lessons were very important, but as well as that, he then went, oh, look black holes and they do this and there are these massive destructive yeah. things where a star collapses in and all space gets bent around it and you if you draw if you fall into it you can't come out and you're like wow what's that and so i read more stuff out 14 is a, is a magical age for this the stuff just kind of gets in your head yeah, so where are you if you're in a black hole you're gone you're dead if you're in a black hole you're you're a tiny dot it's you're like what because all your matter's been squashed squish, 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 squish. i mean as we said we're talking about squishing it's an extreme star it's a really huge star mm. that did all this stuff and yet there's loads of it over and eventually it's the burning of the stuff keeps the star from collapsing essentially the uh because when you're squishing yeah. on stuff and also that pushes the other bits out but it's eventually you run out of things to burn and they just keep coming in and in and in and and sometimes you create a thing called a neutron star which is an incredibly dense star at the end of its life it just becomes like a thing that you know if you hold a spoon of it um, would weigh the same as New York City I think that's a general comparison drawn it's incredibly dense the, uh, but sometimes it's just it, loads of neutrons all stuck it's just, together yeah it's a lo- just loads of and to so just squeeze in really really tight the, uh, and I don't think it's just neutrons in the thing but yeah anyway the, but it's, neutrons it's are the mixing discs Sound engineers, yeah. Sound engineers. Okay, I feel that's not a thing that I know why you... Why atoms, you're atoms are made up of the neutrons of the sound engineers and then the electrons are coming to a party and depending on how loud they can see the, hear the music is whether they're going to stay at the party or go somewhere else. Okay, and the protons, <laughs> they are... So it, it, it was because the electrons are negative, so they're sad in Laura's world. Yeah, sad so voice. The, the protons are positive, Bob Marley yeah. giving yeah. out positive vibes, and that keeps the negative Playing sad the music. Boys. But then the neutrons, yeah. they're neutral. They're just sound engineers. They're just... Yeah. Okay, within the situation... Yes, within the situation, presumably the protons are single people that the electrons want to hook up with. That's important. The, the electrons uh, hook up with each other. Electrons only, they're little emo couples. They, they sit next to each other on the bus. The, elect- the electrons don't hook up with each other because they're all the same charge. They, they repel each other. Yeah, but sometimes but they like to go in pairs. In, yeah, they in pair the up outer. in the valency shells. Yeah. Um, 
Yes, but they're really pairing up with the protons. They're, uh, oh, they, no. They, yeah, <laughs> oh, no, this is the only thing I've understood in a year. Now it's being card. undone. This is science's problem. He tells you a thing and then goes, but it's not actually there, that at no, all. What, what happens in the situation is that you've got, you've got two um, atoms and they share two electrons. Yeah. The electrons themselves don't come together, but both of, both of the, the things around them share those two electrons. They both claim them as their own. It's like there's two parties next door to each other and the two electrons are... are they're smoking in the front garden and listening to the music of both parties. Kind of if, if you imagine there's two parties and they open onto the one hallway and these two electrons are mm-hmm. both in the hallway. So the people organising the party, because it's really important for the people organising the party that they have as many electrons here as there are protons. So that maybe in some sense they can all get together. So there's like, you know, because the protons have hosted a party to meet electrons. So they re- that's what they really want to do. And they're really sad, the protons, even though I know that, yeah, that if there's if there are fewer electrons than there are protons it makes them really unhappy so they yeah. seek out a situation where you can have the same number of electrons the, uh, that's how they bond they, 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 so they, they want there to be a, a balance in, in pluses and minuses so the protons want the right number of electrons to come along they, uh, but sometimes they both are missing one but ones on the outside are just standing at the doorway and they're in the hall and both parties go well the hall's part of our party too so they can both <laughs> claim the other one's electron. So those two electrons don't aren't linked aren't linked together. They just happen to be standing in, a, in an area that they that the two parties can both claim. Are, it makes them. That's it, the electron it, I'd want to be. Just a bit too cool to be on the dance cool. floor. And you have and you've not committed. Like you're no. kind of like there's your actual friends who you like and you know. But then there's also these really cool people that you occasionally hang out with, like whatever. But you don't want to dump your actual friends. No, yeah. But you, but you also want to keep in with these new guys you met because um, like first year in college and like whatever. And you might not. You might end up <laughs> eventually dumping your actual friends and hanging out with new new shinier friends. But for the time being, like you don't want to be accused by your original friends you came with as being oh you're so you're such a user uh, you brought us here and actually you don't want to be here yeah. uh, so those are those that was totally me I told keep, those elections are keeping their options open yeah they, uh, God, they're more like, exhausted than the sea. There's so much going on for everything, isn't there? There is a lot going on, like whatever. So yeah, so that's so that's what they're doing. Okay, I now get it. <laughs> and, and the neutrons, you're absolutely right, are just running the coffee, are running the tuck shop at yeah. the uh, at the disco. They uh, they're they're not influenced by anyone. They're the parents who've come to collect people, or they're the teachers who are just, they're the teachers. They're the teachers and the teachers. Oh, so you've chosen a thing. Why am I ruining it? <laughs> <laughs> But they do nothing. Anyway, the point is, neutrons are in the neutron star. If it's a really big star, it's so big that even, the ca- even squishing down the neutrons to that side isn't enough. It just goes, and it falls behind a certain limit, and it falls down to a point. And that's a black hole. And it becomes this area in space. It becomes a point of almost infinite, of infinite density of this, and everything that gets near it will, go, will get sucked into it and get squished into this thing as well. Because the gravitation pull is so huge. What happens? Everything just... Things fall into it all the time. Things fall into it. Stars fall into it. They, they no, it. no. What? They How do you... Do... Black, and then black where is everything? Stars all the time. The, uh, and you see it because as the, star, the stars come in, like, say, sideways on it. And if you imagine... If you imagine... Let's see, I'm going to do this. Just crab walking into a black hole? Yeah, if you imagine 
Okay, uh, sorry, why do you say it, Chris? <laughs> that you want the waitress, the waitress is walking past your table, but you go, hey, 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 and you pull the waitress, but she's getting a tray of stuff. The tray of stuff often gets fired off as you pull the waitress towards you. This is kind of sounding sleazy, um, but like <laughs> the waitress <laughs> flings the tray out, and we see the tray. And we go, oh, hang on, what's happened here? Why is there a tray being flung? Why is this loads of, of, of other stuff being sent up? Because it's being torn off the, pl- the planet the, as, it's being fo- as it falls into the black hole and this stuff is sheared off and there's a massive amount of radiation released when it happens. So you can see the effect of it happening in various ways. But they're, they're astonishingly cool, but they're the most destructive thing in the universe. You fall into it, you are gone. You get to the point you get over the event horizon, nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. You're not getting any any message out. You're not getting any light out. You can't. Even, but are you still alive in there? Oh uh, no, you're not. You're really not. No, no, you're not. You're, you're oh, no, I don't know which is worse now: eventual heat death or black holes. You've got to hole say quicker. You've got to save the black hole. Week. Yeah. yeah, that'd be like because you're you're gone and you're fump, you're spaghettified. Because the difference in gravity is so extreme that it pulls you, extends you really sharply and you just get whoosh. Hawking right. radiation I believe is a thing with black holes. Yes. Hawking radiation? Yeah. Like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think so. The Hawking second best science interview was, you've done Hawking except radiation for this was one. Was by, by Hawking and uh, he, I once interviewed Stephen Hawking in his office and he had the formula for it up written in chalk on the board and you're kind of going there's no reason for you to write that there's no reason for that like that's clearly there so that over our shoulder the formula for Hawking radiation uh, is there the um, uh, and what Hawking radiation is basically that's, uh, that the black hole seems to be sitting there doing nothing but every so often, um, particles appear and disappear in space because of quantum stuff. They just appear for a while. And they, and they usually, part of them and an antiparticle, appear and from, they kind of appear and they disappear together. They kind of appear and then they wipe each other out. And that happens all the time because We've quantum is really antimatter weird. yet. Yeah, and matter and antimatter appear. But if it happens to be near a black hole, one of them goes into the black hole and the other shoots off. The, uh, and so it all balances out, but it does mean that a black hole is slowly emitting energy. And the energy it emits means that it slowly gets smaller and smaller. So even the black hole, long term, eventually gets smaller. It emits loads of Hawking radiation, which is really quite, really difficult to, to pick up. It's incredibly difficult to sense Hawking radiation. It's really, really faint. But it goes, the black hole gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And then it goes. So there, even it suffers from heat death. Even God, there's just nothing happy about space, is there? There's amazing things about space. They, uh, it's just you know, it's enjoy, just them, dust enjoy, and enjoy them in the now. Sad don't, don't, long term, long term, long term. I knew I should have had dinner before we did this because now I just feel really sad for everything that <laughs> we're that? all just you like have dinner. You can say, you know, are you just going to push the food on the plate? Going, none of this matters. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? Eventual <laughs> heat death. What was it? What was it? The broccoli. You're flinging broccoli against the wall. Going, bah, we're all going to die. Well, I'd fling yeah. broccoli whether I was depressed about space fair, or not. Enough, it's disgusting, grass, but. Fuck a pie against the grass. Yeah, um, I yeah, it's good. But um, hang on, that was that was got into work. Oh yeah, black holes. Black holes are great. Though. Black holes, they are amazing. They're amazing. Yeah, and occasionally a black hole bump into another black hole, and it will send out a wave of gravity, which is ha- can only be measured by setting up an L-shaped, like two two uh, tubes. Like 90 degrees away from each other. Imagine an L shape, and you've got a laser and a laser on each of those, and they're pinging lasers off each other, 
and then you'll notice that they'll go out of sync because the whole shape of space will go will go change because the gravity wave from the explosion is so huge and then the and, and you'll be able to measure how the shape of space changed you enjoying that that's do you what know is space? Nervous? What is space? Because like yeah, our okay. air is air, no, but okay, in yeah, space, what space it, air? It's a space within, that the air is within. What? I thought you meant like on a sort of like a, a more almost like a um, philosophical level of like what is space in relationship. But no, you mean what is up? Well, it's, there. No, it's, a, it's a great question because it's expanding. Yeah. It's exp- <laughs> I mean, space is expanding. No, that, what? Yes, mm, yes, space. But what <laughs> is it? It's, no, she's no. asking like. Are you in some kind of soup when you're up there? Yeah, is there? No, you're not. You're not in. It's it's it's. So in. it's nothing. It's nothing. It's genuinely nothing. But the nothing is expanding. That can't be because yes, it isn't can. anything. Yeah. So more nothing's getting in. No, nothing. No, no, no. Just the, the, the nothing itself just is expanding. But if it's nothing, how does it get bigger? It, it, it just does. Space gets bigger. Space space expands. I <laughs> yeah, there's no reason for it not to get bigger. The uh, it expands. And for example, what happens is you won't like you. It's not like everything magnifies. Everything moves further apart. So you'll just move slowly apart. But everything will just move. The thing things will stay the same size, but space will just move them apart. <laughs> this gets really gets really kind of weird at this point. Yeah. You don't want to get and you don't want to get to the limits of the observable, you know, that whole stuff like that. The, uh, but then things have atmospheres because of gravity holding holds gas elements around planets. Yeah, within holds gas around planets. Yeah, yeah. Crikey, that'll all carry on. That's all fine. That's great. You just enjoy that. We basically swim in a sea of we swim in a sea of gases. The, uh, that's what we're doing here. Yeah. Yeah, and like it's like if if I like say when you throw a paper airplane, it's just basically skimming along an ocean of uh, of gas of molecules yeah. of, air, of air molecules. It's bouncing along. But those aren't in space. Everything's in space, but they're not out. They're not out there. Yeah, obviously, what we think of space as being that boundary <laughs> is a bit beyond. I can't planet. think about us as being in space because then I feel sick. I do not like the idea that planet Earth is in We're space. On. We're I think space on is a thing outside of. Yeah, Earth. That's that'll be absolutely fine. It will certainly be fine for the for the combined subject. The yeah. space is an area. The space is a place. Yeah, just yeah, there yeah, beyond yeah. the clouds. If you go beyond the clouds, I, the space yeah. does. I it can't does. cope with the thought that I'm in space. It's, yeah. I don't want to be in space. The, so, um, we're travelling at thirty kilometers a second right now. No. Yeah, you just don't feel it because yeah. you're not accelerating. You're just you're, you're just travelling there. It's constant. Which direction? Around the sun. Oh, around the sun. So we're f- we're doing the falling thing, always just in mm-hmm. front of the falling wave. Essentially, yeah, yeah. So you don't feel yeah. the force of it, yeah. Except we're not, you know, except except that we obviously oh, we're sitting on the thing, so we, we feel gra- the gravity of Earth. We don't feel the gravity of the sun, so we're certainly falling. Yeah, we are. So the uh, so we don't. That's an interesting one. Yeah, but yeah, we don't. You know, it's grand. Yes, because we're in our own localized thing that we. So we we feel plenty of gravity. But yeah, we don't feel. You're right. We don't feel the light of the sun. No. <laughs> the windows in the morning go. Up but the planet side. does. Otherwise, the, we wouldn't circle. Yeah, it. The, so the planet does. We we all do, but we just don't. You know. We we'll just disregard it. it. We're more moon people. We're moon people. We are in many ways we're moon people. But being a moon, imagine then a moon person goes onto a moon. How mad would that be? Which planet has the longest year then? 
Oh, you go all the way out to um, uh, Uranus. Uranus will be the longest year. Or Pluto, if you want to include for the whole thing. I believe it's Neptune at 60,000 days. Oh, sorry, I want to say, of course it is. Yeah, yes, Uranus is is the seventh and Neptune's the last, sorry. Starts with the sun, ends with the sun. Uranus, 30,000 days. Saturn, 10,000. Yeah, as you go further out. That makes sense, yeah. yeah oh, that little cool. rhyme is all screwed up now without Pluto. You know that my very energetic maiden aunt just swam under North Pier? Start That's all dead now. Start with the sun, end with the sun. That's the way I always remember it. Because you can kind of make up the one to five in the middle. The sun's in the middle, right? Yeah. And then it's sun at the end. Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. And then you can probably work out that Jupiter comes before Saturn, and then you just have to remember the obviously Mercury is the one nearest, uh, and then you just, then you just remember, we're the third rock from the sun. We've so got very different brains, though, Dara. You're saying just remember it. I just remember it. Mm-mm-mm. Well, Mercury no. fastest. Mercury fastest. Um, uh, we're the third rock from the sun because it was a sitcom, and then you just, <laughs> so then you just got to remember Venus and Mars. So start the one that I find all different, like I just did there, is remembering as a, new, a Neptune or Uranus. Starts the sun, ends with S U N. Yeah, so, yeah all so right. that's how I always remember it. So, yeah, nice, Ron. Yeah. Have you got any um, more year stuff that we need to cover before we say goodbye to the regular listeners? Um, I mean, I've got some year stuff. Um, I think I'm, we say goodbye to the regular listeners probably in a <laughs> <laughs> because you know i am aware of there being two two daras and people going oh great maybe it'll be fun dara oh no it's not fun dara it's the other dara <laughs> it's that other dara who insists on knowing a bit about this and going on about it as if he genuinely knows a lot so. i think that's what our listeners are here for i'm always very surprised because like we call it a comedy science podcast with the emphasis right. very much on the comedy more than the science yeah. and i do try like if i like a subject we will learn it but i i don't have the functioning concentration for the stupid bits but i'm i'm always amazed how many of our listeners work in science and use right. this as light relief to remind themselves why they like their subject oh yeah well, we've got doctors nice listening to this it's worrying yeah there's people that listen to it while they're working in the lab and you just think does it not just give you a nosebleed listening to us you arguing about paella and how it <laughs> affects a vector no because i, I like from, from talking about they're thrilled to be we i think you know, we're all really enthusiastic Ask about it and we're like to to talk shite about it like you know. <laughs> I mean they're probably more like to be bored by me badly explaining things than they are with you funnily not getting them that's, <laughs> yeah, that's probably you know because I'm supposed to know a bit about it like the yeah although what will happen is obviously that, that somebody's going to come to me after and goes oh I heard you on that thing did your mate Brian Cox tell you all that which mm. yeah you get a lot of which I think the good. big problem will be like why are you advocating for minstrel shows will be the the big takeaway from I, this. Look, if, the if super not, minstrel if they, rename, if they rename the suite <laughs> I uh, in, in, in the, That'll be Lee Anderson MP and various people will be furious if they really <laughs> It's been a perfectly good name for that suite for generations. There's no reason for us to get rid of it. But, yeah. but no, we are gonna we are gonna say goodbye to regular listeners now. So if you are not a patron, this is where we say goodbye to you. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash Lex Education to support the podcast and um to see this final part of the interview and to see the video version of this interview. Um and also, all of the other great content. Oh and all the other lovely stuff we do you've got agony dad you've got detentron you've got pop quiz class Um, clown 
Class Clown, where we discuss laughter theory, a thing I actually know and care about. Um, uh, also, we will be at the London Podcast Festival this year. Please go and get tickets for that. Come and see us live in September. But hey, thanks for listening. Class dismissed. <laughs> wow. How? Every time. For a full year, Ron. Mm-hmm.